0: Good morning, good evening, whatever it may be as you're watching this. uh, You know, uh, if you're watching this, you're in the middle of a snowstorm, most likely. And, you know, I was just wondering, how many of you like snow? Raise your hand. How many of you like snow? Yeah, me too. How many of you like like blizzard snows? Yeah. Okay, when you're out of electricity and, uh, you know, you uh, can't watch TV or you can't cook all that food you bought then I hope you still love those blizzards. Okay. Hey, you know, um, as I was preparing this message, the National Weather Service uh, is predicting a major storm named Jonas. And it's supposed to start today at 11 a.m. They got it down. It's going to start at 11 a.m. And over the last few days, I don't know about you, but many of us were busy getting prepared for its expected arrival. You know, when warned, some of us hurried down to the hardware store. And we said, Man, I got to get a snow shovel. I got to get some salt or I got to get some ice melt. Uh, you know, I, I've got I've to be prepared for the huge job of handling those massive amounts of snow that's piling up all around me. Some of you, uh, you went to Walmart, maybe, and you brought some flashlights or some extra batteries, and, and you filled your bathtub up with water for flushing, or, 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 or you maybe it even bought a new generator. You know, so you said, wow, the electricity might go out. I'm going to buy a new generator. And, uh, and so you went down, and you bought a new generator, and then you bought a bunch of gas cans, and you filled it up with gas, all those cans up, so you'd have gas for your generator because you wanted to be prepared for a power outage, and I'm sure most of us went to the grocery store, you know, and uh, and, and we bought at least the essentials, right? We bought uh, milk and bread and toilet paper. Now, I don't know why we buy those, but we buy milk and bread and toilet paper. I, I know I went on Tuesday, and, and I brought enough. I bought enough food uh, to last us uh, three or four days. So, so if you're worshiping online today, you're probably saying, "Man, I am thankful that I was prepared uh, for this storm." But you know there, there may be some of you who, uh, who are tuning in today, and uh, you were skeptics. You said, "Ah, the weatherman doesn't know what he talked about. Talking about he's missed it before. You know, we probably won't even get it. it will probably be a little rain and maybe a little freezing rain and." And maybe some of you said, um, you didn't, and I just didn't take the time I needed to prepare. And today you're kicking yourself. Because even though you were warned that this massive storm was coming, you didn't take time to prepare. And you say, oh man, I I I I, I wish I would have planned. I wish I'd have been prepared. And, and, and you, you say, I just didn't get around to it. If that's you, you're now sitting at home with no toilet paper or something far worse. You know, it is important. The National Weather Service says we're in a state of emergency. And it's important to prepare for a blizzard. I get that. But Jesus says being prepared for his return is of utmost extreme importance. Jesus teaches us about the importance of being prepared for his return in the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew. Here's what Jesus said, and you can follow along. Jesus said, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like the bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. You know, that might be said the same for the storm. There may be some of us that were foolish and some that were wise, and we prepared. We prepared. The five who were foolish didn't have enough oil for their lamps. They didn't go to the grocery store. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. They were prepared. And when the Bible says, when the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, uh, they were roused by the shout, look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. And all the bride, bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, "Please give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out." But the others replied, "We don't have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourselves." But while they were gone to buy buy the oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in uh, with him to to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. Ooh, I don't like that sound. Believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, the Bible says, for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. You see the the five brides the five wise bridesmaids got to go to the party because they were prepared. And believe me a wedding feast then was a party and it lasted. And so they the five wise bridesmaids who were prepared they got to go to the party. You see they had all the oil they needed. The others had a plan. You know what? We'll take a little nap and we'll go by Uh, some oil. We'll run down to the store and we'll buy some oil. You see, they missed the party. They weren't prepared and they missed the party. You know, we're in a series called Uncertain, and it will continue next week and we'll pick right up. But, you know, along those same lines, no matter how much we plan for the future, no matter how much we plan for our kids education or uh, in today's world plan for our health care or our future employment or our our retirement still at the best our future is still very uncertain you see we can't really plan the future uh, uh, much of what happens to us is beyond our control I mean what can we what can we do? what we can do is be prepared to deal with it when the storms of life come. There are a lot of storms that we're going to face in life that we just can't prepare for. So we have to be prepared when the storms of life do happen. You see, we can prepare for winter storms. I mean, we can do all that we need to do because there's been a warning and we've got time. But but as you know, we don't spend much time planning for the storms of life that happens in our personal lives and in the lives of our families. An illness, an accident, a death, a crisis, a divorce. You know we don't plan for these storms. And, and when we think of the events that's happening all around the world, uh, with the start, stock market and ISIS and all the uh, terrible things that are happening around the world that impact our lives, they're beyond our planning. And we can't predict them. We can't predict those things and how they're going to happen. You see, storms happen in our lives. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew, it's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it's well built. You see, the house was built, it was prepared for the storm. And Jesus is warning us that there's storm headed our way. Just like the weatherman said last week, I, I saw it on, uh, when we were in Ohio chasing snow. I saw on uh, the Weather Channel, I, said, I saw, the storm is headed our way. And I can say to all of you that are here today or watching online, there's a storm headed our way. There's a storm that's headed our way. And and that's why Jesus said be prepared for the storms of life by building your life on the rock, on the solid rock of Jesus. You know, I've been a Christian for a long time and there's been a lot of storms that have come our way. Uh, There's been a lot of storms in my marriage. There's been a lot of storms in my personal life. There's been a lot of storms here at Salem Fields Community Church. But I can tell you that we have been prepared for those storms because we have built our life on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. We are prepared. You see, the culture we live in says you got to have a plan. But in God's scheme of things, he says prayer and preparation for the upcoming storms of life. And for his return is the way of the narrow road. You see, throughout the Bible, we see God's desire for his people to pray and prepare for his coming. You see, the Bible doesn't say much about people making plans and then offering them to God. You know, I've heard it said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Proverbs says, the human mind may devise many plans, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will be established. Now, as I thought about that verse this morning, early this morning, you know, this is a critically important truth for us to understand. What that verse says to me is that I probably should spend more time seeking to discover the purpose of the Lord uh, in my life. Uh, for my life and his coming again. I, I, it tells me I need to spend more time preparing uh, and, and learning the purpose that the Lord has for my life and his coming again than I do planning for what I will do when I retire. And that's how it spoke to me. You see, the Bible teaches us this. God does the planning, we do the preparing. God does the planning, we do the preparing. We do the preparing. You see, only God knows the plans. Only God knows the plans of his return. God doesn't say in his word, hey, let me know when you've made plans for my return. Let me know when you've got it all planned out and I will come once you've got the plan for your life laid out. Or or uh, he doesn't declare a state of emergency and say, hey, next weekend I'm going to return. He just warns us. He warns us much like the weatherman warned us about the storm. He just warns us that, that he's coming again. You see, folks, heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. Jesus says in John 14, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. I will go, I will go to prepare a place for you. And once I have that place prepared, prepared, I will come back and I will take you with me if you are prepared. If you are prepared, I will take you to be with me. You see, it's not something we plan for God. You see, it's not something we plan for God, for God already has set the plans in motion. And so all we can do is be prepared when he decides the right time. You see, what would it look like? What would it look like If the church of Jesus Christ in America, what if we prepared with the same urgency for Jesus' coming as we have prepared for Jonas' coming? You know, what if we put that much effort into preparing our lives and preparing our family and warning our community and, and, and reaching out to those who don't know Christ what if we were that urgent to say, you know, i got to help my neighbor dig his driveway out. i got to make sure the elderly got food and electricity. i, I got to make sure my family's taken care of. Well, what if we had that same urgency knowing that Jesus is coming again? What would our world look like? What would our church look like? You see, as uncertain as the future may be for us, the Bible says one thing we can be certain of, Jesus is coming again. Are you prepared? You see, if I were able to tell you today with the same certainty that the weatherman said this storm was coming, if I could tell you with that same certainty that Jesus was coming in three days, would you spend as much time and energy preparing for his coming as you did when you heard the weather forecast? You see, the truth is, Jesus did say, I will come when you least expect it. He is coming. He says, "I am coming, but I'm coming when you least expect it." So, as followers of Jesus—or not—we need to be. We need to be as wise as the bridesmaids, who were ready. The five bridesmaids who were ready when the Lord returned. You see. So, in closing, let me ask you a question: Are you prepared? For the Lord's return, are you prepared for His coming? Are you, or, or are you just planning to get ready? One, one day I'll get ready. One day I'll, I'll, I'll get ready, and, and and you're saying, Hey, one day I, I'll plan to get ready. One day I, I'll plan to trust Jesus Christ as my Savior. One day I'll start putting God first in my life. One day I'll start walking down the narrow way. One day I'll do that. One day, I'll start living for God. One day, I'll do the one thing that I know he wants me to do today. One day, I plan to do that. One day, I'll jump off the wide road of popularity and fame and riches, and I'll start walking the narrow way. One day, I plan to do that. Please don't be like the five foolish bridesmaids who waited too long to fill their lives and miss the party. Are you ready? Don't miss the party. Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you today for your presence here. Lord, you're as real here today as you would have been on Saturday night or Sunday morning. And Father, you're as real and present here today as you are in every home around our community and around our nation that are watching online. You're as real today as you are with Manu and his family in India watching online. And Lord, you have said that one day you're coming again. And God, I just know that I want to be ready when you come. And Lord, I want my family to be ready when you come. Lord, Gay and I want our church to be ready when you come. God, we as a church, we want our community to be ready when you come. God, we as a church want our nation to be ready when you come. And God, our world, we want our world to be ready when you come. God, that's our That's our mission here at Salem Fields, is to get as many people ready as we can get ready. Because, Lord, we know you're coming again, and we're thankful for that. So, God, I pray for my friends that are in this room today. Lord, I pray for those that are watching worshiping online with us today. I just pray, God, that we will be prepared and be ready, and we'll put, God, as much energy and focus in getting ready for your return as we put energy in being prepared for this storm. God, I pray that if there be anybody listening today, that's not prepared for your return, and they don't know you as their personal Savior. God, I pray right now that they will acknowledge you, that they will confess their sins, and God, invite you into their life to be their Savior. God, I pray that there's believers today that are in this room or that are worshiping online. God, I just pray that if there be Things in our spiritual life that we're saying, I plan to do that one day. That today would be the day. Today is the day of our salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.